Welcome to the Catapulting Commission's Sales Talk Podcast. Diving deep into the world of sales and entrepreneurship by interviewing top leaders and influencers from around the world so you can overcome obstacles and achieve success. And now, here's your host, international best-selling author and business expert, Anthony Garcia. Alex, welcome to the Catapulting Commission's podcast. Great to be on here, Anthony. Glad for thank you for inviting me. Glad to have you here, man. You know, one of the things you said, Alex, you stated that, uh, you know, we'll tell a little bit right now about about the Rising Suns Agency, and, and maybe this question will lead hand in hand. But one of the things you believe is that influencers have the power to change lives. Uh, and when I, when I saw that message come across, I was like, man, that is so impactful. So I'd love to just kind of start this conversation with your with the message behind that and a little bit about the Rising Suns Agency, and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So I think when I came up with that, you know, expression, um, one of the things that I really do love about the influencer community is that it doesn't discriminate. So it doesn't matter your age, your gender, where you come from. Um, I think internet and then specifically social media and the influencer economy, you know, the anybody can, you know, pick up a phone and share their thoughts and ideas and passions. And, you know, when they attract an audience online, this is not coming from a place of, you know, they were necessarily in the MLB, you know, or, or a star musician or star actor, you know, these are everyday people. And, you know, get, the platform that they now have with social media gives them an opportunity to touch people because people are inspired by, you know, something genuine, something that they get to talk about that's actually relatable to who they are. Um, they're not just a persona or, um, you know, identified by their career. They're just simply get to share their ideas and thoughts with the, you know, the world and, they build a very, you know, tight knit community that they're impacting. Um, and I think to me, that's just something that, again, it's new. It definitely changes people's lives. And more importantly, you know, um, I think that it brings people together. Yeah, I, I think the the influencer space when it when it comes to like the world of commerce, let's just call it what it is, right? Influencers, there's, you know, I see influencers in two capacities, right? They influence message, positivity, thoughts. But they also influence education decisions, which, you know, if we were just to take those words out, it would be marketing. Like I, you know, I've been recently learning about some new health um, benefits of, of different supplements and different training regimens. And not once have I gone to Google. I've literally listened to the influencers online, on Google, on, Google, on YouTube, on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, and then you, I go from them directly to the website of whoever they're affiliate for. Um, so they definitely have the ability to change lives. You know, my thought here on this influencer space, what are you seeing right now in terms of the adaption of, of the business commerce community, right? I mean, are people easily adapting to influencers? Is it something that they're still apprehensive because they don't see the ROI? I mean, I, I'd love to just kind of have your thoughts here on this. Yeah. So I think it really depends on when you ask me the question. And again, because, you know, I'm still like a small agency owner um, and I have a finite number of campaigns that I'm working on at any given period of time. But what could I, I can say, you know, starting in 2019 and you know, still being here in, in 2023 is, um, you know, when I told people that I was an influencer marketing agency owner in 2019, they didn't know what that meant, what the hell I was doing. You know, and I don't think it was just because, like, again, like I know a lot of entrepreneurs here of things like, you know, discouragement or that that's a bad idea. But like, I'm just talking about the space as a whole, even though it was a billion dollar industry in 2019. And now it's like, you know, a $16 billion industry, which just 
it keeps growing. Um, people didn't even really know what it means. So obviously the fact of the matter is, is like there's still an education about like what influencer marketing is like at the very forefront. And every business owner that I speak to, um, you know, I get like different responses from it. You know, they might say like, oh, like, why would I work with influencer marketing? Like, how could I measure the results? You know, and I just kind of relay that conversation to advertising. Like if you look at traditional advertising with like billboards and TV, like some of the biggest companies in the world have used advertising. But the difference between some of the traditional methods versus like influencer marketing is while you put up a billboard, and have no idea how many people truly saw it. You're just guesstimating. You have exact metrics of who's, how many people are seeing it. You know exactly who's seeing it because you have all the audience demographics. You know the type of content they're creating and the, the comments that the content is getting. So you know the interest levels and topics. So you know what you're getting into. So really the question is, is and this is where I think it's interesting, is, well, how do we actually you know, turn a, a budget or a compensation structure for influencers into making the ROI worth it to us? So that's kind of where... Um, you know, in 2019, um, there was obviously less influencers than there are there are now. So it means that there was more demand, there were less options, and they were getting a lot bigger payouts. And there was a lot, there were a lot bigger audiences. It was always worth it. I would say now, from what I've seen from 2019 versus 2023, is there's more influencers in the space, which isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing for the industry. Maybe some of the bigger ones might lose a little bit of, you know, the same pull that they had at the beginning. But there's a lot more tight niche communities. If you are a food blogger. You're not just a food blogger. You have to be a high-end food blogger who talks about specific restaurants in a specific city. So it's very niche down, like very specific. You have to have, you know, unique ideas. You have to have a personality that's unique. Um, but you build a unique when you build like a tight niche audience like that. It provides value, I think, to not just local business owners, but you know, even like some of the bigger companies that want to feel more relatable to the audience. You know, it's great. Again, celebrities. I work with a lot of celebrities. Like celebrities are always a great route to go for brands but sometimes like you know just having an actual customer or a, or more local influencer is a very presentable thing for you know i think the audience to feel like they're engaged in the brand and that it's attainable and it's family you know it's friendly um, and inviting so um there's a lot of ways to work with influencers and celebrities and social media as a whole but i do think like to really understand like what it means to work with a community you have to really understand who your customer is and if that customer can be found on an influencer's followers account. So um, that's probably what I'm seeing in the difference is like more of a relatable, tight-knit influencer community versus just like mega followers, you know, large vanity metric numbers, huge budgets per creator. Just like find people that are actually relatable, you know, they have, you know, it doesn't have to be crazy numbers, but just something that represents the brand well and that there's an opportunity for both sides to grow together. Oh man, I, I love how you you break that down. Where it's the way you break it down, Alex, in terms of me of like this influencer marketing, is in such an authentic fashion, which I love, and you know, one of the reasons I'm glad to have you on the show, because sometimes we look at these social media influencers and like I I relate, which is ironic. Like the the influencers that or yeah, influencers that I relate to most mimic my lifestyle. Like I and it really. I have found that when I get um, someone influencing a product that is perfect, all aspects of their life, I'm like, man, that's, that's not my life, man. Like, I, I struggle, right? I'm, I'm a parent of teenage girls. Sometimes I'm mad as heck. Sometimes I miss dinner because I'm working late. Like, I'm human. So when I see these influencers uh, mimic my lifestyle or, or have things that, that are in align with me, I tend to gravitate to them more. 
you know, one thing I'd love to hear your thoughts on here is there's influencers and then there's creators. Because right now, you know, I, I have, like I said, I have two teenage daughters and they are like chomping at the bits to want to be creators in various different forms of TikTok and social media. And my girls are completely different. One loves makeups, girls, like the fashionista. One like is all into like combat sports and fighting and they both want to create different things can you can you share with me a little bit on your on, on how we define in this day and age the difference between an influencer and a creator so really the i the, the main difference is between like an influencer and creator so i see like influencers is more along the lines of like the sales and marketing side of the equation so like if you think about like influencer influence um they're pretty much either an expert or an advisor or have some uh, credibility on speaking on a subject matter a product recommendation um, they have a ton of you know distribution, like a lot of like, views and followers, and so I that's kind of what I see as like an influencer. You know, they present the brand in an, in an image. Whereas a creator, again, that's where there's a lot more of the video editing, photography skills. Um, you know, I think general content strategy in general um, across different social media platform platforms, knowing how to create content specifically tailored to each platform, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, um, and while they can technically be both i mean influencer is a creator um you, you can lean more towards one or the other when you know picking a, a campaign or collaboration idea um but i really do recommend like if you're having a specific uh kpi or marketing objective or what the main goal is when working with someone and determining if you need an influencer or a creator and that's really kind of comes down to understanding your own marketing goals first and then placing the right people okay so if, if- that's the difference, and that makes sense in terms of the difference of creator and influencer. How, what type of partnerships or relationships can we establish? Because there's, you know, you're, you're talking to an audience right now of, of, of small business owners that are trying to increase their sales, that, that want to close more deals. Um, you, you know, you have some high professional sales reps that maybe are directly associated with the founders of their company. They're like, hey, we need some help. What are these relationships that we can establish within this uh, influencer community? What type of like partnerships exist? I mean, you know, I, you only hear like the super high end ones, but I, I, you know, sometimes those aren't feasible for the small business owners. And in, in 2023, I probably would have said in 2019 as well, but specifically now, you don't need to be, you know, working with George Clooney, you know, or Gal Gadot. Like, there's so many ways. And and if and for the record, if you did, I, I'll talk about this maybe later. But like, if you did want to work with the best people, you can do certain, like I said, certain deal structures, like maybe royalties or equities, something where you don't have to put too much risk into the partnership, but you're rewarding them handsomely down the road once there's, you know, potentially a big sale of the company. Um, but in any event, the way I would be looking to structure partnerships with influencers, creators, like, it really, like I said, it comes down to the goals here. So. If you're looking, you know, kind of to like build out great content, um, you know, kind of do organic distribution. Like again, you, brands have their own social media channels; they could use those. I would look in the route of a creator, and that sometimes they wear a lot of hats. They're a, video, a videographer, a photographer, a social media manager, graphic designers. There's a lot of hats that they might wear if you're looking for people, and they could kind of come on. You give them like your login, social media credentials, and send them the products that you have, and they could create content for you. They can, you know have like their community, you know, like liking and commenting on other, you know, accounts that might bring traffic as well. And they can really manage your socials. And I think that's like the best benefit of creators. You can use their content and ads and promotion. So if you want to put budget behind it, um, use your creator's content to push out that content. And 
Um, they'll typically work on like, you know, an hourly or monthly type retainer fee. Um, it's fixed work. It's like, it's measurable based on the time they're putting in. Those are actually, I find to be easier deals to structure. The harder deals that might be to structure because there's a lot of, you know, value um, from a sales and marketing and distribution standpoint is when you work with an influencer, you know, while they will create content and there's absolutely value in that. And there's always going to be some like minimum level or minimum rate to work with them. Typically, I would say most creators are going to charge a thousand plus right now for any, you know, deliverables that they're going to be providing to. But, you know, from a influencer partnership perspective, um, you know, you have to look, take into account their audience. You know, if you're a brand that could only really target females 25 to 34 and an influencer has, you know, 75% plus females 25 to 34, you can only sell in the United States. Most of their followers in the United States, like, you know, that's a really strong audience right there. So like, that's going to obviously have a premium price. And then that's, you know, and then you're looking on a CPM scale, which is the cost per impression is based on like, you know, I would recommend looking at their average views over, you know, 14, 30 days, most recent posts too, because it should give you an idea. And I would also try to work with influencers where the views are consistent. So if there's some posts that spike and some are really low, like that might be a very high risk proposition. I'd rather have someone consistent and steady and measurable where you can know what you're getting into, you know, and then the CPM scale for those views on the lowest end right now, um, I'd probably say you're getting around five cents per view. And some of the better content creator or influencers for that matter could be charging, you know, close to 10 cents per view. Um, and it really, again, it depends on budget, how you're looking to structure a partnership. Again, I recommend looking, you know, if they're smaller, looking at an affiliate, maybe getting started that way, see if they want to actually endorse the product because they like it. You could give them like a code, they could get a percentage of the sales. You could look into royalty deals. So you could just give them like, a, you know, a few cents or, or a dollar or whatever makes sense of each sale, like online, not the retail side, but the online sales side. And again, like if you really like working with a creator, you've seen successful partnerships, and then you want them involved in not just the content creation and the promotion, the sales, but maybe helping again, like promoting to their other network of influencers. Maybe you want them to help with like, you know, the actual overall operational side of like, you know, your business and providing insight into the marketing, you know, because again, you're gonna have a lot of other marketing initiatives besides just your influencer program, you know, look into equity. I mean, I think I work with so many influencers and I think they're brilliant entrepreneurs. Um, they're way smarter than they're given credit for. Um, they pretty much built something out of nothing, most if not all of them. So, you know, get creative with these partnerships. I wouldn't just, you know, check like, you know, a spreadsheet of like having a hundred creators on one campaign, working with them each one time, and then just like moving on to the next batch and just kind of like having them like quotas, you know? I think the public is smartening up to just like the the ads of influencers. And I think they want to actually see, you know, something that's consistent and something where like it actually shows that they actually care about the product. They care about the partnership. Um, and there's, again, there's a lot of ways to do that. Okay. Uh, and I appreciate that insight. Like how is that earlier you mentioned like um cents per view that someone will be charged like what are the kpis for like the business owner like if i go out and i establish this relationship with the local influencer let's say i own a local beauty salon in town and i want to work with one of the local influencers that pushes i don't know because she you know i do her hair and, and she has a following of a bunch of people that are my ideal client avatar what are my measurements for measuring like the performance of hiring her retaining her my campaign for her, all that fun stuff yeah i mean i guess the holy grail of metrics is the sales right is how many sales are this content generating or from the post. So I've seen a variety of different 
outcomes. Actually, I've seen all the outcomes. I've seen the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly of influencer marketing just to experience. Um, you know, and again, I think this is also why a lot of brands are looking to kind of go like more micro niche creators because the first time you do an influencer marketing campaign, again, you as well as you might know your brand and, as, and the things you might love about your brand might not be the same exact reason somebody else might like your brand or at least from the terms of the content they're creating. So you have to do a lot of different testing. You don't need to unload a big budget. You should be starting small, like affiliate, you know, maybe, you know, a few hundred dollars for just like sending the product and a budget, but you should be learning about what content really works best online. Um, and, you know, you'll get a feel like on a small scale that if, um, let's just say a Instagram story is getting 10,000 views. Now I would probably value that depending on the audience, maybe like, you know, I would say around $500 for an Instagram story and most a thousand, depending on who it is, but do that a few times and test out what's working and make sure each creator tested out has like different content, maybe different style, see what's working the best. And the ones that has, you know, the most sales, the most engagement, you're getting followers to your Instagram account. Um, you know, try to scale that and find, you know, opportunities that are similar, um, on a larger scale. So again, I've seen very small creators, you know, even for like a $300 budget do over a hundred thousand dollars in sales for a month. I've seen it happen. It's unbelievable. It's a, it's a very you know, high rewarding type of uh, venture. And then on the flip side, I've seen, you know, 10, 15, $20,000 budgets only have one to two sales and yet crickets. So, you know, you shouldn't be going into a big budget campaign, not knowing what the potential outcomes are of the campaign. All right. So Alex, I hear what you're saying. And one thing that comes to mind in this space was with small business owners and measuring these KPIs and, and how you're mentioning it. You want to, you want to have set KPIs in advance, whether you spend $20,000 on a campaign, 10 or a hundred grand, you know, catapult to commissions family, that's no different than really any marketing strategy. It's just a different medium that we're delivering in. And if you're just joining in, we got Alex Sunshine of Rising Sun Agency coming in talking to us about the world of influencer marketing and how you can utilize that to catapult your commissions, no pun intended. So Alex, now is there a way for a small business that Let's, let's just say I want to reach out to a larger influencer. Let's say I have a local regional business that's been uh, accumulating a level of success, but I want to get into maybe a celebrity influencer, uh, someone that has this massive following. What does that outreach look like? I mean, is this just me as the business owner shooting a DM to somebody? Is this me going to their agent? Is this me praying they see my, my content? What does that look like? So there's, again, a variety of ways to go about this. Um, for starters, like if a lot of the biggest celebrities probably won't have their like contact information listed in their bio, while a lot of them do, um, there's a good portion of the biggest people that don't, um, everything is pretty, is a, is a lot more accessible than you would think in, you know, modern era. So like, don't be like shy to like, you know, just kind of know some of the bigger firms at the forefront. So like there's, you know, from a talent agency perspective, some of the big guys are like CAA, UTA, um, A3, uh, WME, there's a lot of these big agencies. So like you can reach out to them or even look up, you know, the information online, see if that's one of their agents and get in contact with them. And if they don't, you know, represent that person, they might help get you in contact with the agency that does. Um, you know, you could talk to, again, a lot of agencies like myself or other agencies that are influencer market agencies have a lot of the resources, you know, to build these. We have a lot of these connections already, but if we don't, um, 
you know, we have the ability to make these connections just through other industry professionals in the space. And we have large networking groups together. So um, I would probably say getting in contact is not necessarily the hardest part. What would be the hard or difficult part is coming up with a proposal that might entice them, um, having a product or service that they want to promote and that they, they can get behind. Um, and then actually, you know, bringing the, all your brainstorming ideas and thoughts to the actual marketplace and doing a campaign together. You know, that's where a lot of the meat of it comes into. Usually once the relationship is built, um, while there's always difficult conversations and like renegotiating the deal and seeing our performances, um, it's typically a lot easier the second time around to, you know, work something out because you're kind of invested in each other and the partnership and the public facing of it. You're invested in getting something done long-term if you haven't already at the onset, which I also, you know, talk about this on my LinkedIn, but I really don't recommend jumping into a long-term partnership. Like it's like, you don't want to marry someone on the first date. But I think in this world, like if you do one or two promotions and things go well, um, it's very hard to find a really, really good partner. Um, while you can find some good ones, it's like I'm talking about a really good one that you really are obsessed with. Don't be like too shy to ink them to something long-term and secure them and, you know, make sure they're not, you know, promoting their, you know, competitors and, you know, you could really go for it. Um, and like I said, I think if you're a business owner and this is a process you don't want to go through by yourself, there's companies like mine. Um, that could help you and making sure that, you know, we could guide you the entire process, making sure that, you know, we're properly contracting everything that, you know, you need to know, um, you know, coming up with, you know, really strong content ideas, you know, measuring, you know, not just who you might be interested in. And again, this is also a problem I've seen is like people want to work with someone that they like, but you have to pick someone that, you know, your potential customers would like, you know, and that mm -hmm. makes sense for your product. So it's not, you have to kind of remove the bias as well. Like just cause you like them doesn't mean it will sell for the product. So that's something I always talk about and I make sure to audit and do a strong recruitment on. And, and then of course, you know, in this space, it's very common. Like you don't have to make a large payment, like upfront, like you can facilitate payments and, you know, delay it. So if you contract someone for a campaign, you know, you don't even really have to pay them until 30 days after the post goes live, like on a net 30 basis, which is extremely common. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of tips and tricks of the trade um, and just, you know, things in general that, you know, a business owner can do to get in contact with a big celebrity. They just, you know, have to do their due diligence in advance. Well, first step, catapulting commissions family, don't be afraid to take that step. So that's that's some great insight by Alex here. Yo, Alex, one of the last questions that I get before we wrap up is in this world of utilizing influencer marketing, is there a specific... I guess, who is this for and who is this not for? Like, where have you seen campaigns be really effective? Where have you seen campaigns not be effective? And, and maybe if we can even speak specific industries to, to your insight, like, hey, this is great on a, on a regional influencer. This is great on a national influencer. Because, you know, every business owner that I've worked with, you know, they, they have different industries, different verticals. And it's one of the questions that I get often asked when I'm presenting a consulting strategy or a sales training is, is this going to work for my industry? So that's my opportunity to ask you. Is this an influencer marketing going to work for every industry? You know, can you share some insight on that? Absolutely. So I really, like I said, I think it depends on the goal. So there's just some, again, campaigns I would say, like there should be like a brand awareness thing um, just to like, you know, draw attention, um, play the long game, you know, building brand reputations. And and if you think about it, you see in your everyday advertisements, but like, you know, I wouldn't be giving a discount code for, you know, uh, a Mercedes Benz. Like 
and you look at the commercials too. I mean, they do have those offerings at the end of each commercial, but that really is an awareness play. You know, you see plenty of product placements in movies with these big companies. Um, they're not pushing discount codes there. Um, so there's definitely like a branding reputation side. Um, I, again, I typically recommend that for maybe the high end luxury companies that are really focused on branding, the awareness, the messaging, that's just going to be way more important. Um, versus like, again, if maybe you're smaller sales are the most important KPI. Um, and again, when I say sales being the KPI, like you have to be e-com, like if you're not in an e-commerce operation, like if you're just like maybe a, a general service provider, like I wouldn't necessarily recommend influencer marketing. Um, so I would say like, you have to really understand your own operation. Um, you know, certain industries like food and Bev, like, you know, that's also going to be something again, like maybe it's not directly great to do like with online sales. I mean, you can, but you know, some of the best ways is understanding how you could leverage the retail component of that operation. And, you know, you want sales velocity in stores and you could get that through awareness online. Um, if you're just like, again, like you're, you're a lot of, if you notice your operation sells more online, then that's influencer marketing is perfect for you. You know, they could do the, the codes and they put the links in their stories or bios. Um, they could integrate it into their YouTube, you know, videos and they could put like a link in the description. So yes, it definitely matters industry you're in. I wouldn't say overall it works for everyone, but I would say specifically if you're just looking to drive a ROI and sales online, you know, I would be like an e-com operation and you know, that's what you're, you're best at. If you're more like retail or you're just a bigger branded a, a company that's trying to brand themselves, I would probably say, you know, focus more on brand awareness and your messaging. Um, you know, I think small service providers, I probably wouldn't recommend influencer marketing, but I would recommend collaborating in some capacity. Maybe just like, again, like joining their, you know, their podcast as a guest, like what I'm doing with you. Um, maybe you can um, try to provide some value to them in exchange for social media content, you know, kind of like a barter for barter service. Um, but yeah, you really do have to understand your own operation first and what's working before you say, I'm going to influence your marketing for me. Got it. Makes sense. Catapult Commissions family, you heard that here directly from the source. Ensure you identify, is this going to work for me? What's the ROI? And treat the influencer marketing like any other business segment. You can increase your sales through another vertical utilizing influencer marketing. Identify if it's appropriate for you. I highly recommend you get in contact with Alex. Now, Alex, uh, Rising Suns Agency, Alex Sunshine, how do we find you? How does the Catapult Commissions family learn more about you? Uh, where should we direct everyone who's listening to this? So yeah, I do a lot of, I post a lot of free content on my LinkedIn channel, just Alex Sunshine. You could find me on LinkedIn. Um, if you wanted to learn more about my company, my background, my services, you know, you could find me at risingsunsagency.com. Um, I also have like an Instagram presence, which is Rising Suns Agency. Um, but I'm super accessible, you know, to get in contact with. Um, I'm a boutique agency owner. So, um, you know, you get to work directly with me. I'm not going to hand you off to a rep. Um, so I've been doing this for four or five years. I'm very tighten it about, you know, the clients that I have right now. So if you need any help, I offer free consultations, you know, feel free to reach out to me. All right. Catapulting Commissions family, you'll find all those links in the show notes. Be sure to reach out to Alex Rising Suns Agency and learn about this trend, not even this trend, I would say this new era that I don't see influencer marketing going away anytime soon. I actually, my opinion is probably be more popular. And if you would have told the Yellow Pages people 20 years ago, they would have been, you know, obsolete they would have argued not because there are new things coming and this is just one of those ones that's taking taking place by storm so this is the part of the show you know what to do do me a favor go get connected with alex smash that like button be sure to subscribe comment let me know your thoughts shoot me a dm 
Are you using influencer marketing in your own business? Have you thought of it? Have you not thought of it? Share with your share your thoughts. Shoot us a DM, and we will see all of you next week. Thanks for listening to the Catapulting Commission Sales Talk Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Anthony Paul Garcia. Until next time.